face of indecision, indecision, our completely biased opinions, and a severe case of tired. Are you? 10 out of 10 for comedic value. Um, how are we tell, doing today, Tyler? I'm so goddamn tired. I can tell people I mean, I'm are, so gosh darn tired. I can tell people are already turning off this podcast. <laughs> they have. Welcome to the sleepiest edition of Sound Audits today, because we're both fucking sacked. Welcome to Sound Audits ASMR. <laughs> hey, we're going to be talking about... We're going to be sleeping. What are we going to be talking about? I feel like we should do that just as a meme one day. Just... To- Bro, that's a big truck. That's a big fucking truck, dude. I think it, I think I it's, think it's a little too loud for this ASMR version of Sound I, Audits. I wish our Sound Audits studio office space had waterproof walls. Wait, soundproof walls. Waterproof walls. <laughs> walls that uh, can withstand. This entire room is a leaky mess. We're actually underwater right now recording this podcast. Little known fact. Um, but how are we doing today, Tyler? For real. Bueno. Bueno? Bueno. Okay. Sick. I'm doing alright. Wow. I'm just fucking tired. Okay, so, I mean freaking tired. Okay, so, okay, what? So, what we're going to be talking about today is an interesting album that I'm very, very lucky to have come across since it's, like, nobody knows about these guys. Well, I can't say that nobody knows about them. Yeah, really, that's actually, offensive. I, no, 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 no. But they're just like, they're on the down low. They're like a little bit more of a low-key artist, especially considering that we've been covering people like <coughs> Logic and <coughs> Billie Eilish and... Frank that's, Sullivan. That's Frank Sullivan is massive. Oh, yeah. Frank Sullivan is just... What's he got? Blown, 2K? Blown out of 2K? Mind, oh, can we update people kind of what's going on before we get into our little artist we're talking about? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Ian and I went to Black Belt Eagle Scout. Hell yeah, brother! In DC, along with past guest on the podcast, Jeremy. Yeah, and his brother, Jared, who hopefully will be a future guest. Um, Jeremy's car got absolutely shrecked. (laughs) Can't say we're surprised it was DC. I still feel bad. Plus, the Um, parking spot we got was fucking whack. Yeah, like it was it. It was like it was like we were on a little platform, right? The 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 thing was a like a ten by ten platform, right? right? No joke, and it's a parking space for two cars. Now, the thing about this platform, it is not an open platform. It is closed in from three different sides. Okay, three different sides, right? So it's fenced in. Thing is, there's another car on the other side. Right? So we pull into the spot. We're barely able to get up in Jeremy's little Toyota fucking whatever you want to call it. Uh, now I'm actually trying to think about what the... Who the fuck cares? It's a little fucking Toyota from like 1999. And um, we get up into the spot and we're like, bro, we're going we're gonna to fucking block this dude in. And that's exactly what we did, because... Well, no, we, no. We got no. really fucking... But it wasn't our fucking fault, because there, there was literally nothing else we to par- do. Okay, okay, hold we on. Take a, goddamn spot. take a step back. We parked... I parked perfectly. In the spot, yeah. In the spot. It was, it was there were two spots. He chose the spot that would have been more difficult to get out of. It wasn't impossible to get out of, because we freaking got into this spot. It would have been okay. So, uh, 
we came back and they sideswiped him and carved wieners into his cars and all that good stuff. So we went to McDonald's. It was okay. Um, I tried to help fix it, but Jeremy just said to carve my name in too. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Um, Regardless, we got to see Black Belt Eagle Scout. And it was fucking amazing. As well as Julia Jacqueline. Shout but out Black honestly, Scout. honestly, honestly, we weren't there to see Julia Jacqueline. No. Nor did we know any of her music. No. Nor did we realize she's actually from Australia, and it's kind of a big and her deal there. Her entire band is from Arca- Ar- uh, Canada, Arcadia. I was yeah, that's true. Canada. And the drummer was stoned out of his <laughs> mind oh, that was fucking hilarious that dude was just sitting there with his eyes like Half shut for the first numb. five songs yeah he was zonked. he was playing drums like it, it looked like he was so uptight playing drums he kind of like looked like a robot doing it like he, was he looked he looked very like mathematical about yeah. it like like extremely precise like he probably like, has people, when people are hitting a hi-hat you're kind of loose right but he's like hitting a hi-hat like it just fucking mission right like, he's, <laughs> he's shanking yeah it. he's just fisting the fucking hi-hat right yeah yeah i think he actually he, was pretty solid though if i don't I'm be honest he was i don't think drummer. that he improvised a single thing that night i think it was all down to this perfect scripting of it so possibly um we got to meet Catherine paul which was insane we got to take a picture with her is that her name yeah i forgot her I, I mean, I know her name by heart. <laughs> I mean, it's written on my wall. I just no, I just remember fucking Black Belt Eagle Scout because I'm both of those. Wow! Wow! So hard to remember. I know. I but bought yeah, her vinyl. We, she was so she nice, was though. The and the show was insane. She had so much energy. It was Ian, ridiculous. Ed was screaming after every song. Yeah. And the guitarist, the guitarist standing right in front of me was, like, losing it. She was laughing so hard. Wait, really? Was she? Yeah. I didn't notice. It was so funny. She actually thought it was hilarious. Hell yeah. 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 It was really funny. I'm just the one, the, one that, the girl that took the picture of us. <gasps> oh! Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They all seemed like sweethearts, honestly. Yeah. Like, and Catherine was just a. Ah, what did you I think? What did you again. think of the Rock and Roll Hotel? Fucking sketchy. Really? It, it it wasn't that bad. It just like the honestly the sketchiest part about it was the bathroom because it was a fucking horse trough for a urinal. <laughs> no, I'm not even I'm not even kidding. Like it was like longer than the piano, right? It was a legit trough. Me and Jared went to the bathroom expecting there to be stalls, right? Fuck no! We both just whip our dicks out, right? Hanging down into the th- you don't need this information. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh, it was a delightful time, though. It was fucking sketchy. I was I actually liked the venue. I thought it was pretty cool. It was, yeah. It was super small. It was super tight, and it, it was, was. It was. It was. Imp- it we was were, very intimate. We were also there first, so we were like literally two feet from the band. We were. We were. We were chest up against the stage. It was awesome. <laughs> we it were was there. So dope. There was no one in front of us. Yeah. It was really cool. No, it was, the band, but it was really. It was cool. literally us at the front. But anyway, the security there was there. super, super chill. Too. Oh yeah. Yeah. We kept yelling at them. They kept yelling at us. It was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. Okay, moving on, though. Onto this uh, Pyramid Vritra album, as we like to call it here in Curl County. Um, so, uh, this 
or not the Pyramid of Ritra, the Wilm of Ritra. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Pyramid of Ritra is the name of the rapper on this album. It's two two dudes. Uh, the uh, producer on this album is his name is Wilma Archer, and it, I think it's pronounced Wilma Archer. I believe if it's Vilma, then I'm so sorry. Um, but it's Wilma Archer and Pyramid Vritra, and Pyramid Vritra is from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, and he's currently based out of Los Angeles, California, and he um, releases music under Stone Throw Records. Um, and I mean, wait. Aside from a solo career, he is one of the original members of Las Vegas, of Los Angeles-based hip-hop collective Odd Future. I didn't know he was part of fucking Odd Future. What the hell? That just opened a completely different... Holy shit, that makes a lot of sense. Because Odd Future was based off of... I know the two big members were Earl Sweatshirt and Tyler, the creator. Right? Those were the two big... Like, you know Tyler, the fucking creator. Who doesn't know that name? And Earl Sweatshirt. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Now that I think about it. Yeah, now that I think about it, a lot of the production choices and stuff like that make sense to me on this album, now that I know that. Okay, so he's from Odd Future, um, and then the other dude, Wilma Archer, uh, is... His recording name is Will Archer... Wait, no, Wilma Archer is the recording name of Will Archer, uh, a composer and record producer originally from Newcastle upon Tyne, England. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering this. Uh, and he's signed to Domino Records imprint weird world um yeah so there's that i mean uh he released music as slime the name slime from 2010 to 2017 and he released a debut album company in 2015 under weird world records so uh there's that i mean they both have they they both have a significant amount of experience in the music industry at this point they're not they're not really new. They're not new faces in the industry. So, um, it's interesting. I've, I would be interesting to hear about how they managed to come together. I don't really know the details on that. There isn't a whole lot um, concerning that. There, there's been some coverage. I, I guess Billboard covered their album a little bit. Um Billboard has an article that headlines Odd Future member Pyramid Vritra and producer Wilma Archer talk using music to vocalize their darkest days. And I guess they're talking about this new album over here, which is titled Bird, spelled B-U-R-D, uh, was released April 5th of this year. So it's, it's a month old at this point, but we're fucking behind. So there's that. Um, but this album is... 16 tracks long 39 minutes uh so it's not like an endeavor it's not anything that spans the length of time but uh the way that they have their album set up is really really interesting like it it, it I, i've never seen something organized the way that they organized their album do you want to give it a little bit of context here tyler or do you not? Because I can give context if you want. I think you're doing a great job talking about it. Okay. Okay. Well, they have... Okay. They have their tracks laid out. And 
Brockhampton did something similar where um, their albums, all of their albums' names, the three saturation albums that they released in 2017, the first album contained uh, song names that were literally just one word uh, and four letters, except for the ending track, which was five letters. And then they released the second installment of the saturation series, and they did all the tracks were five letters, and the last track was six... Excuse me, six letters. And same thing with the, with the last album. They did uh, six-letter tracks, and I believe... was the ending? The ending might have been six letters. I don't know how all that tied together, but the thing is, they've decided... Wilma, Wilma Archer and Pyramid Vitra have decided to organize their album by a way of... Instrumental tracks are lowercase, and tracks with lyrics or a meaning behind it are uppercase. I'm not going to say meaning behind it because I'm pretty sure it all has like a coherent meaning. But um, it's just, I, th- I found it interesting the way that they visually have their album set up. I could just, I just found it, I don't know, I found it kind of, uh, kind of unique. I thought that was an interesting little tidbit. But other than that, I mean, if you haven't guessed already from Pyramid Vitra being a member of Odd Future and he worked with Tyler the Creator and Earl Sweatshirt, this is a fucking hip-hop album, okay? So, and uh, it's it's some interesting hip-hop, to, to say, say the least. least. It's, it's not it's not really traditional. Not, not, not conventional in any sense of the word. It's really interesting what they did here, and I'm really glad that I stumbled upon it because it's, I, it's, it's, it's pretty one-of-a-kind of points. Like, it, it's, it's kind of... It's like a, it's a very singular experience. It's not, it's not particularly like, like they combine sounds, but it's not particularly like anything I've ever heard before because they do so much. But I don't, I don't want to spoil too much because I want to start getting into what I, what we liked about it, right? Can we Where did you find this album? Strong through, strong through Apple Music. Where, what section did it pop New up? Music. Really? Yeah. Like deep in there? Yeah. Or? Yeah, yeah. Huh. I went. I went looking. I was, the album cover caught you a little bit. Yeah, the album cover is really interesting, and um, I mean, it's on the cover of the album. It looks like a really fucking deformed duck wearing a baseball cap and a uh, camouflage shirt, and maybe he has dreads. Are what those are? Is are those dreadlocks? Do you think? I thought they were feces. Fuck off. Screw off. Oh, yeah, they're dreads. Why? They look like dreads. It kind of looks like... Maybe their ears. What? I need to clear my throat now because I just... I feel like I'm getting a sore throat. So, screw my life. But, um... In a world where Tyler has gotten me unironically addicted to Pokemon Go. Um... So... This album. This album, uh, is characterized by being fucking weird. Um... And weird in a pretty pretty good way. Like I'm actually impressed with a lot of the production choices and a lot of other things that were on this album. Like there are so many flavors of different kinds of hip hop, and there are so many flavors of other things. Like I'm catching whiffs of legitimately classical music and legit jazz music on a couple of the songs here. This album was clearly influenced by Earl Sweatshirt at points, even some Brockhampton in there. Sometimes I'm getting. Um, but it's all a lot of mo- or yeah, it's all authentically them. Like it's authentic. This album is authentically itself, um, which is 
really impressive in a day and age where uh, artists are just trying to get to the top 10 by copying the biggest dude, you know? It's a sad world we live in, but this is like, this is, gives me hope for the hip hop industry to actually be like, this is a decent underground project. And I mean, I'm not well versed in underground projects, but mainly because all of them are like, it's just a cesspool that the, the underground, uh, hip hop industry right now, especially like SoundCloud is just the fucking sewer. It's so saturated. Yeah. It's. And it has it has been for the past five years or so. You know, I was watching not five, but it's, it's been it's been a couple years. It's been like two I'd or say three. like three or four. Yeah. Okay. I Which is close. Let's to median five. at three, huh? Okay. Let's let's agree at three. Yeah. Um, I was I was watching a a video about the amount of rap songs on the Billboard Top 100. I saw that video too. Did you see that? Yeah. I did. So it was like. In 2014, there were three. Did you being, see that on the needle drop? It was like, huh? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there were three being like, it was like Anaconda, yeah, a Drake song, and something else. And now there were like 40 in 2018. Yeah, like the percentage just completely lopsided over to hip hop. It's like 57 percent of popular music was hip hop related, at least. And that's just the top charts. That's yeah. not even what's out there, yeah. or even remotely close to scraping the surface. Yeah, which is ridiculous when you think about it. Like, there is so much of this out there. But the thing is, this album manages to be very much its own thing, very much its own sounding thing, and it flips between so many different subgenres of hip-hop that sometimes it's hard to track down, but it has, it all has a coherent theme. So it, it all, at one point or another... Uh, it all connects together, which is kind of nice. Like this album, uh, the I mean, based on the bird on the cover that's deformed and just, it doesn't look unappealing because the album cover is fucking dope, but it just looks out of place, sort of. And then um, the 14th track, which is lowercase, meaning instrumental, is called Ugly Ducking, du- Ugly Ducking, Ugly Duckling. And I guess we'll get to that in a second, but I, can we just talk about the music real quick here? Absolutely. Okay. I want you. I've been talking a lot. I just want you to, because I know I showed you Harness, which is the okay. first song in the album, and I want you to talk about that because I did. You play Harness for me. I told you to look it up. Okay. I wasn't. Sh- I wasn't sure if you were there or not. Okay. I no. So I heard you listening to this album. <clears throat> the first thing, the first thing that I like witnessed when I was saved. No, when I listened to Wilma Vritra. Which is it I'm not, Vitra or Vitra? Like, can somebody educate us? Like, it's, it's so really it's spelled V R I T R A. But like, is that R silent? Like, is it Vritra? Like, pronounced Vritra or is it Vitra? I'm I want to call it Vitra. I feel like Vitra is extremely puzzling for my mouth to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Don't get us um, wrong. He's got like pyramid. Pyramid Vritra is a cool name, but uh, it's a like. It's just I'm I'm no lyricist. I'm no rapper. It doesn't and it's hard flow. for my hard for my lips to get around. So anyway, go ahead. Okay, so I, regardless, I remember listening to the song Harness, which is the first track, 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 track. the first track off of the record, and immediately texting Ian, "Holy lyricism!" Yep. Think that's a common theme 
throughout the album. Lyricism and wordplay are key on this album. Yeah. He does a very good job of writing his lyrics. I'm, I'm very curious as to what his process of writing lyrics are. Is he one of those types of people like, uh, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Black. Uh, he opened for John Bellion. Black Key? No. Oh, the Black, Black Keys? Is that it? B Keys? He's B Keys. Yeah, that's what he's called now. Regardless, the way that he writes his music is he sits down with a notepad, pad and paper, and he sits and he just writes until he has his verse very unconventional um, I'm wondering if these guys are kind of something like that where they sit down at a desk and they're like they brainstorming post, they or videos. if they're yeah I, like, I have to look at into at least Wilma Archer does every I'm, once in a while I'm very curious about, about their process yeah. I think it'd be really cool um, so starting off at the very beginning um, the like opening lyrics are and voices carry noisy I can't even say it and voices carry noisy neighbor ears at aperture. It's icy daisy laxical. These streets is crazy. Laxadaisical. Laxadaisical. What did I say? Laxical. Laxadaisical. Laxative. Did I? Laxical. Is that what I said? No, it's laxadaisical. Okay. I look you in. I look you in your face and watch you wet your windows. I never say my grace because ain't no grace for heroes. A couple of phrases till this battle bottle gone. I took a few. I hit the brew and started nodding off. Foaming out the mouth. It'll be all right. I'll be all right. All too harness my strength. All too hard with this weight. All too much for this world. Way more than I can take. Really All impressive. to garnish my wealth. 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 All too hard is my strength. All too hard with this weight. All too much for this world. And then these electric guitars kick cake and it's like. And so basically, what we're saying here is the first thirty seconds into this project, and you're like, wow, impressive lyrics, honestly. And the it is the instrumental that backs it is so fucking nice. Yeah, it's like a really pretty acoustic. Yeah, yeah. Like the it's an electric guitar. It's just these really pretty seventh chords, and then it has this really, really fucking smooth, like smooth as butter bass line, and it's it's yeah, it's good. It's good, but I think what's even better is the end of the song. Like, the Witchy, instrumental climax with the sax and the strings and the... Co- well, no, no strings in this track. But the, the chorus. chorus and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. it's so smooth. The, the, the instrumental in track is so fucking impressive. Chorus as in choir, not yeah. as in the stanza. Leave for the reason for the rain I think I'm gonna cry now it's so smooth like it's yeah. uh, the harmonies it's really and stuff pretty. are beautiful the delivery is like uh-huh. perfect yeah and the sax solo is so perfectly placed it's so goddamn good the song is soulful without being like a soul song it's just smooth and it's ah ah it's real it's really smooth hip hop it's just it's so cool I, I, this song was just hearing this song I was like the first time listening through it I was like huh I think I need to listen to that again because I couldn't like I couldn't fully wrap my head around it in one listen I listened to it again and I was like oh oh okay so there's that 
Uh, second track, Caught in the Act, and these are all uppercase. These first three are uppercase, so second track is Caught in the Act, and Caught in the Act, I can't tell what the fuck he's saying. I'm assuming he's saying, or singing something, but it's kind of in the back of the mix, and I can't hear it, which I think is a little bit to the song's detriment, but this, the instrumental is so what the fuck. Like, the, the, the production is, What? Where do you come up with chords like this and these watery, like, just... It's, like, watery in a sense, but then it's, like, it's fucking slow and it's... Uh, it's, like, it's, like, fucking molasses. It's just smooth and sweet and sticky in a good way. Like, sticky as in sticky the melody in your head. So, I, I think that... I think that the intention behind this song is to give sort of a, like, ambient, descending feel to the song. And I think that the music, the instruments, uh, the instruments themselves are supposed to take the forefront of the song. Yeah. And I think that the verse is just supposed to be looked at as another instrument occurring in the background. Yeah. I don't think that it's supposed to be focused on too much. Um the lyrics at no point on the song are at the forefront. No, I can never hear what he's saying. I, I feel like he's just vocally using, you know, yeah, his talent as just another um, another entrant. And it's a little bit short. It's a minute and thirty seconds. Uh, so it's almost like it's almost like a transition, which this early on in the album could be. I don't know. We'll get to the end of that later. It's still really fucking cool though. Like the production blew my fucking mind. And targeting digits. Okay. This is where Earl comes in, especially, like, some rap songs, Earl, like, the album he dropped last year, that lo-fi, like, the lo-fi feel and the chopped-up vocals and all of the different samples and everything, like, it's not really clashing, but it's, I don't know how to fucking, it's, how do I explain it, um... I mean, it's it's lo-fi and it's chopped up fucking vocals, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but targeting digits, and I mean, we'll get into the meanings of these songs here in a second because they all tie in together to a specific theme. I mean, target and digits. Some of the lyrics are kind of repeated uh, throughout this track a little bit, um, but they all uh, kind of tie together into this ending verse as well. Um, I'm looking at them right now. Some of them are really interesting as well. Um, I'm trying to remember. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There are some lines. Here we, yeah, here we go. What? What track are we looking at? Um, what? Targeting digits. Okay, sorry. Okay. You're you're that tired. Holy shit. Okay. Um, I I love the line. Um, that. Uh fucking it goes uh uh i got game like a uh person work for ea and range like the rover and the stove i come from pigment plighted i i, I there are some clever fucking wordplay here like it 
it's pretty fucking cool. I mean, this is this song is sort of on the slower side. Like the groove is a little bit slower, but I think that's just for like if a song like this is too fast paced, where all the vocals and stuff are so chopped up and stuff, and the beat is so lo-fi and punchy and stuff like that. Everything seems like its own separate world almost, but it still melts together in a way that's really nice. If you take it any faster than this, it's gonna end up being a fucking mess. I feel like. So, um, I feel like this song is paced fairly properly. Like it's, it's pretty good. Uh, and I mean, the lyrics all come down to, um, and I mean, uh, the one line where the entire song kind of comes together is, uh, where is it? 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 Commercial break real quick. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Okay, yeah, 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 here we go. Uh, the line after he repeats the verse one more time, the, uh, the he says, right, right, fuck the law, because when they see me, they see target and digit. Like, as in, uh, uh, he's talking about, like, police brutality and stuff like that. They don't see him as a person, which, I mean, this isn't a new message, but, I mean, it's a clever way. F- fuck the law, because when they see me, they see a target and a digit. That's pretty. That's a. That's a cool way of looking at it. You know, it's a very interesting perspective, at least. Uh, and this this song definitely travels into some darker territory. So there's that. Shallow Gray, fifth track on this album. Fucking blew my mind. This may be one of my favorite songs of the year. Tyler, do you have anything to say about this? Did you have you, anything to say? Why don't you get? Pieces? Why don't you get your opinion out first? Okay. I'll join you. Okay. Shallow Grave. Um, the groove on this track is fantastic. The instrumental is ridiculous. It has these, like, mallet vibraphones and stuff like that that go throughout the track, and the beat is super clicky. Um, it's a boom chunk. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. It's just it's just real, like, real fucking groovy. And his, um, his flow is really interesting. It kind of reminds me of, like, Kevin Abstract, in a sense, uh, who is the lead singer of Brockhampton. He recently released a project as well. Um, so... It kind of reminded me of him a little bit, but that could be the vocal inflection that he's putting on as well. Um, But this track is just fucking gorgeous. All of the orchestration that is worked into it and the structure of it and the pacing. And it's like, he works in also like these horns and these woodwinds at some points. Like he balances out the hip hop and like the punchiness of the track and he balances that out with this gorgeous orchestrated instrumentation and it it's it's pretty amazing how he balances it like a time signature of six over eight shuffle going along with the like like pizzicato synths that he uses through his keyboard um i think that this song is like a living testament that hip-hop is one of the most versatile Genres, yeah, in really... that you can absolutely have no limits, yeah, no boundaries whatsoever. What is possible, and you can never run out of new sounds, yeah, absolutely. And this is and just then... this is just that the song, the song towards towards the end has like a bassoon running through the background, and it's not something I ever would have expected, and it fits into the music so well, you actually have to look for it, because it just blends flawlessly. 
I'm sorry. I'm looking for a. And and he raps in triple meter throughout almost the entire thing, which is like pretty pretty not intense, but that's uh, it's, it's just took, an interesting. Flow. Yeah, that must that must have taken more than one take to nail. Um, and I really like the lyrics as well. Like some of the lyrics in the second verse where that that stood out to me were uh, the. Uh, floating in the low tide, lately I've been feeling low again, high in the daytime. How else could you live in times like these? With blades drawn at your head, speak or go, ready your deathbed. Like, it, it, he's got some pretty fucking above average flows and rhyme schemes here. Like, it's, it's actually impressive, the lyricism. Um, and the instrumental, again, just fucking blew my mind. So, um... I don't know. What do you want to talk about next? Because there are a couple things I could talk about. Because even some of the instrumental tracks are like, um, I really like to put down one in plumage. Like some of them just pose such interesting ideas and they're not really full tracks. Um, they're more instrumental like interludes. But the way that they, the, again, the way that they're spaced on the album is fucking weird to me. And I'm sure there's some deeper purpose that I'm just completely missing. But, it might take might take more listens. Yeah. I wanted to ask what your opinion on Black is the Beauty. What's your opinion on Black is the Beauty? Um, that's because, some cool ideas, uh, for sure. Okay, I feel like this song had, like, a pretty aggressive pattern, uh, rhythmically. Yeah, I mean, that's putting it fucking lightly. So, I feel like this was kind of balls to the wall go for it yeah you know? for sure but how do you think it turned impressive. out um some parts were better like the bullet fastness of it it was just impressive but I'll talk about it a little bit in the next section but I want to talk about first of all fucking weather machine um actually you know I'll talk about the hill a little bit um the hill is sort of more of a low key, and I mean it's really, really pretty. It's slowed down just a little bit, um, and it's kind of more a more personal track, um, talking about his like own experiences, I guess a little bit. Like it's more of a much more personal vibe. Uh, and again, I'm gonna get into the meaning here in a second of like what basically what all of these tracks tie into because I feel like they all tie into the album cover and stuff like that, and they all tie in to this over overlapping theme um but weather machine is fucking hype as shit weather machine is again it's a shorter uh, track on the album it's um, not even a minute and a half but in the minute and a half it just fucking blows your head off it's huge it's this gargantuan fucking kick drum and this beat that hammers the beat smacks and his flow is he's so aggressive on this track a lot of the other tracks he wasn't quite as aggressive or anything like that he was more low-key and more toned back a little bit this this track he's very very like up front in your fucking face and that's really cool um also not the first time that weather has been brought up on the album weather comes up a couple times and i feel like that is a metaphor across the album as well possibly for uh like bad weather, bad weather is brought up. I feel like that is meant to display a turbulent time in your life. Um, Interesting. 
Because, I mean, weather is brought up, like, three or four different times. I believe. Uh, again, I'm not going to get into the intro tra- instrumental tracks too much. I want to talk about... Did, did you like Over Girls? Because I can see how lyrically you might not get behind it, but I pulled a lot out of it. Hey, talk about it. What? Talk about it. Okay, see, so surface letter, sur- surface level, this song probably just sounds like he's talking about sex, but he's talking about sexual abuse. Right? Okay. Because he uh, goes and says um, lines uh, lines like, but boy, you really did damage. A girl really couldn't manage. And then uh, other other lines. Um, he says, I do not give a quarter F word. I don't give a quarter fuck. Yeah. Uh, also says uh I think that lyric's wrong. The Apple Music says, uh, beat the, uh, beat the cat like a victim. I think it's beat the cat like evicted. Mm. Uh, I think Apple Music has some of these lyrics wrong. Because then he talks about coming back right. and coming back and like coming coming back for more and stuff like that. It's more about uh, this guy basically because the chorus is I need you, or um, he's basically fucking manipulating her. This, uh, this sounds like a grade A toxic relationship. Yeah, it, the, no, this track is dark as fuck. Like in the some of the wordplay is on fucking point. I'm sorry, I'm swearing way too much right now. Excuse me to our well, listeners. Well, I'm glad, who are I'm glad you 12. gave this more of a chance than I did because I think I was probably like 45 seconds into it. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> the, I mean, the lyrics, like the first time I listened to it, I was like, okay, well, this is going to be just a cliche. Yeah. Thing. And, but then I was like, well, that's, that's but, what I did. No, but then I listened to it again. I was like, that is not what he's fucking saying. Yeah, I didn't do no, that. No, he's, he's, he's talking about some shit right now. Yeah. So it's. This track, and instrumentally, it's so fucking weird. Like, it, these flying vocal samples, like, they almost sound tribal, and drums that almost sound tribal, and these flutes, like, these low fi flutes that they just spike all over the track, and they tweet their way across, and these, like, it almost reminds me of the instrumental of Levitate a little bit in that, like, the tribal stuff and the more high-pitched woodwinds and stuff like that from that track. It reminds me of that stuff. A soon, bit. soon as I heard him talking about doing the dirty, I was out. I okay. left. This is a Christian podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I gave it I gave it a good listen, and I want to ta- talk about uh, track fourteen and fifteen real quick. Ugly Duckling and Vroom. Ugly Duckling, I feel like does a lot for tying the purpose of this album together, um, just through the title and the sound of this track. Because there's this lonely little synthesizer solo thing. I think it's a synth. Um, but it just sounds, it, I'm not going to say out of place in the song, but it sounds, uh, it sounds so out of place and lost in and of itself. Like the melodies sound, and it's not in a bad way. It's like, I, cause I feel like from the album cover, from what everything he's talking about, I feel like he's talking about isolation in a sense. And I feel like the entire theme of this album is feeling like an outcast. Cause I mean, it's called ugly duckling. I feel like it's being the outcast of society. You get what I mean? Yeah. Like, because he's talking about things... Uh, he's talked about some just outright despicable things on this album. 
like things that he obviously does not condone. He's talked about other things like his own experiences on this album, and also he's talked about um, his uh, he's talked about his race a couple times as well. Um, and on harness, he just felt fucking lost as shit, you know. And I feel like a lot of the lyrics come down to, and a lot of the themes on this album come down to feeling like you do not belong in a world uh, that is very fucked up. And, uh, yeah, same here, man. And Ugly Duckling, the instrumental is just so weird again. Like, it's so off the wall. It's really, really interesting what they did. Okay, 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 okay. So, I've had plenty of good things to say about this album up until this point. Uh, maybe you'll agree with me on some of this stuff. I don't know. I, did, I guess you didn't pull too much out of it that you didn't like. I'm going to say just a few suggestions for them, maybe. Like, uh, uh, the way that this album is laid out, while it is interesting, I would say that the pacing of the album is a little bit off because you get these tracks, you get three tracks in a row at the beginning, and even caught in the act almost feels like a beginning with how, or feels like a transition with how short it is. And a transition track that early on in the album, it feels a little bit misplaced. And then you get later into the track listing, right after Weather Machine, you have three transition tracks in a row. And then at the end, you have the 14th track, Ugly Ducking, Duckling, which is uh, an instrumental track, and then The Birds of Paradise, which is, which is an instrumental track. I feel like maybe the placement of a lot of these could be, could be a little bit... And again, maybe I'm just completely missing something. Like, I'd be really interested to see why they organized it this way. Um, but... Like, having three different shorter instrumental tracks back to back to back, you're kind of like, okay, where is this going? Like, like when is this going to pick back up to the l lyrical spiritual miracle 
that this guy clearly is. Um, so, and I mean, production-wise, there's still most of them are still uh, pretty impressive. I will say that Ernie and um, uh, Put Down Two get kind of repetitive. And Birds of Paradise, while it is interesting and it has these uh, harpsichords that sound baroque, um, like this is sort of where classical stuff comes in. It's kind of, and it's still really odd, but it's there's not enough progression for it to be a closer to the album. I don't feel like I feel like it should have. I, I don't necessarily think it should have been more massive, but I feel like it should have been a little bit more conclusive, because um, it the the end feels a little bit indecisive. Like I would have been completely fine with them ending it with Vroom. Vroom was a completely fine way to end this album because it was, it really it helps along with Ugly Ugly Duckling, Duckling tie in that he's definitely talking about himself. This is not, this is not something some outsider experience or anything like that. Um, and I will say a couple of things about the instrumentals. While Black is the Beauty was interesting, to say the least, and the vocals, the way that they were processed, was interesting. Um, again, this is another one of those shorter tracks. And th- the bullet-fast, almost like breakbeat drum track that they lay down, it comes in after like the first 30 seconds, right? And this song is what? Two minutes long? minute and 49 seconds long. It comes in after like the first 20, 20, 25, 30 seconds. And it's the same fucking loop the entire rest of the song. And I mean, it's cool for the, a couple of loops. But then when you have the same thing over and over again, it's kind of like, okay, I get it. Like, I understand. You know, I, 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 I don't know where you mean to go with this. And it has this weird fucking sax solo that I don't know. And I mean, they have some saxophones over this album. Let me tell you, they have a couple of them. Um, and maybe they're trying to make it a theme, but it kind of seems like a tactic at this point on the album, almost. Like, it's kind of implemented there to just to be there. Like, hey, there's a sax solo in this song. So this song kind of feels unneeded in the context of the album. Even though what he's saying lyrically is fine and um, the vocals are processed in a really interesting way. And again, there's nothing really inherently wrong with the drum track. It just gets a little bit repetitive after a while, especially with the like really high ride bells that go on after like the really like one after the other. It just it kind of gets a little bit grating. Um, and the hill, uh, this song is a little bit more on the slower side. I feel like it could be picked up a little bit. Like, the pacing on this track is a little bit off. Um, other than that, I would say maybe try to switch switch up his flows a couple more times on the album. Because on Shallow Grave, it's the same flow the entire way through, basically. He switches it up sometimes. And, I mean, that song, the instrumental and the lyrics are so, so fucking, fucking good, good that it, like, it doesn't really even bother me that much. So, but... I, th- it, I think on that song in particular, he was, like kind of conform to conforming to the triplet pattern yeah. that was going on so i don't really know that he knew how to stray from that on that song he did without, a little bit like without he, without a, a major change in tempo right okay i, I, I get that too that does make sense but again i feel like the spacing and pacing of this album could maybe use work but overall like this is a really really interesting and off the wall and weird and really fun little hip-hop project like this this is really interesting um and yeah i mean 
that that's do you, I mean do you have anything to add to what I was saying? Do you, do you do you disagree? Agree? Like you? Um, I agree. What was what was was the first one? Oh, the uh, the transitions. I think that would probably be my only complaint. Not that your other complaints aren't invalid, but I didn't really find it as big of an issue. The one thing that I did find was the spacing in between songs where the transition occurs and you think, all right, we're about to move into something else, into a new section, into a new song, and then it's you like you get another one. And you're like, hmm, okay. And another one. You're like, hmm. <laughs> okay. So, I, that, I mean, that's really like the only thing because like when you're in the groove of this and you're like bobbing to this album and then that happens. It's a little bit of like a It's a little bit of a letdown and you're kind of like, like debating whether or not she just, throw the next track on like yeah. you want to skip stuff and you shouldn't get the have more to. of the fucking lyrics because exactly the lyrics are fucking awesome exactly but if these because these aren't long tracks if they had been spread out more throughout then i don't know if that would have been possible though without having a longer track listing right that's really just something that the artist would know be yeah. interesting to ask but you know who knows yeah overall i thought this was a really interesting project i'm ready to i'm ready to shut this shut this bad boy down Ian, what did what, what was your opinion over overall on this on this record? Well, Tyler Metz. Well, um, Ian Hoke. <laughs> please go on. I really thought this was overall a really solid project with tons of great ideas, uh, tons of off the wall ideas, like really interesting production choices and really interesting lyricism, really interesting wordplay. Um, definitely had a vibe and a feel of its own and that in and of itself uh for the standard of today's music is impressive you know but then you follow that up with incredible production choices you also follow that up with um lots of talent coming out of from both of them lots of incredible deep meanings on this album i mean it's an experience and it's it really is and i was overall like really impressed Okay, like, so you're going to be proud of me after I finish the okay, sentence. Um, so looking at, I mean, looking at the track listing and thinking about on all of the songs, I feel like it's pretty common for rappers to use, like, I guess, orchestras and other influences and talented musicians um, to heighten the peaks of their albums. But you know what? This reminded me of a lot late registration by uh kanye west have you actually listened to that yeah <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> i thought that would make you happy i've been trying to get tyler into kanye west for the longest time and he didn't like her like him because he married uh the biggest tits in the hollywood industry um, yeah, he already has. He already has all the money in the world. He can't just take the good women too. <laughs> Come on, damn it. Um, no, I think I thought I really thought that this was like I agree a that beautiful. It, like, a lot of the, yeah, right. A lot of the passages and like orchestrated passages and stuff kind yeah. of like were grandiose yeah, yeah. like that. I really think that 
this is a like beautifully orchestrated weird and pretty technically sound album um i don't really have any major complaints with it what would you rate it good question i'm feeling like an like a really high seven to an eight i agree yeah i'm exactly the same yeah uh, that's where I'm. I, that's where I'm at right now. I very few things to really complain about. It was just a really interesting, very very thought provoking hip hop album. Yeah, it would be really really interesting to see where this goes. Yeah, what happens next? Especially if you can follow. Them. How many followers do they have on Instagram? Like I looked it up. They don't have any shows coming up. Yeah, they have like I like five hundred. Bro, I I I posted this on my story on Instagram and pyramid pyramid fucking put it on his story that my he put my story on his story like (laughs) he. So what's gonna happen when we? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they could be listening to this, and the thing is that's blowing my mind right now is, like I didn't know that Pyramid Vitro was a part of Odd Future. I had no idea. I, I'm I'm not particularly familiar with Odd Future's work, but I know the name. Like everyone in the hip hop industry that is like invested, everyone who pays attention to the hip hop industry knows who Odd Future is. Because I mean, they were uh, they were the hip hop rap collective of the 2010s and or yeah, early 2010s and stuff like that. They didn't last an over, overly long time, but because they I mean they take a couple breaks, but. It's just, I just find that interesting. I find that kind of, I don't know. I just didn't know that. And it kind of shed some light on some of the questions I had about the production choices and stuff like that on this album. So it'll be interesting. But uh, if you guys are listening, shout out to you guys, because you made a fucking good album. Like, I'm really impressed. Props to you. Um, I will be purchasing it on vinyl. Do they have a vinyl version of the record? I don't know. I hope so. They do. I've seen people with vinyl. Yeah, because... He'll like Pyramid will take uh, different like like I'm not the only one who's found this fucking album. It's actually like not that small apparently, but like there's it's getting decent amounts of attention, and uh, I've seen him reposting people who have gotten the album on vinyl. So it definitely exists on vinyl. All right, dude. If you're listening, when you see this or when you listen to this, rather, shoot us a DM on um, Instagram. At Sound Artist Podcast, <laughs> we will have posted a Polaroid picture with uh, the bird featured on it. Um, I just have one question I'd love for you to answer if you ever hear this. Can we meet you? <laughs> <laughs> Would you come to DC and or Baltimore for a show? Well, that's a shameless fucking plug. Okay. I will I will buy the tickets. I just want to meet you. Yeah. You're a sick dude. As in, you're cool. Not as in, you have an STD or something. Sir, you're ill. Well, thank you, dude. (laughs) Thank you, dude. You need a car to smoke that. I I think I've made more Evan Brigham references on this podcast than I've ever needed to. I'm pretty sure there have been like five people who have gotten it at the most. but It's just me, the five times. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Really, a really sick hip-hop album. Please go check it out. Go give the artists some love and go check out their solo work as well. I'll probably be doing the same thing. Um, so, really intriguing hip-hop album. I can't stress that enough. Go and check it out. You know, you close this off. Okay. Follow Let's us see. on Instagram at Sound Artist Podcast. We are available on 
every single podcasting platform in the world, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Republic, Breaker, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, I think I already said that, and more that I can't think off the top of my head, but there's like <laughs> a lot a of lot. them. We're also available on YouTube. We have two full episodes available now. If you want to go check those out, they're up on the YouTube with the video so you can see our gorgeous face talking. We also have remix and covers up on that. Um, we got dope Polaroid pictures on Instagram, so follow us. Leave a yeah, comment of something sense. you want us to talk about. And we will gladly bring it up. Yeah. Tell us what you want us to review. Fortunately, unfortunately, our analytics when it comes to listeners do not translate to the amount of followers that we have on social media. Because social media followers are literally what I base my emotional state off of. So I'm eternally depressed. Well, also, I do all of the editing for the podcast, and literally the what Ian does is look pretty on camera and uh, <laughs> post things on the Instagram, so when people and don't... And I make all the fucking remixes! I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I Eddie, every Eddie has the hardest... for this podcast! I'm so sorry. Eddie I has... made the fucking opening! <laughs> Eddie has the hardest job ever. For fuck's sake, man! I'm sorry. So, Jesus uh, Christ, also follow their Instagrams, respectively, at PyramidVritra and Wilma.Archer. Uh, they both have Instagram accounts. Wilma Archer literally has 568 followers. So, in other words, if you want to get famous with him, <laughs> follow him. Actually, really impressive producer, though. So, thank you all for listening. Same, Another episode will be coming out same time next week, as always. 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, on a brand new album and your suggestions for your albums could be reviewed on this podcast just hit us up send us a DM we'll work something out for you know alright thank you for listening thank you very much for listening we will see you all in the next episode and goodbye that one take care